It's Tim Albright with an AV Nation special taking a look at the AV uh, Network Nation event. Happens December 10th, uh, and I get the incredible pleasure of having a, uh, a panel about AV over IP, the 31 flavors of AV over IP. And with me to talk about it are two of my favorite people, Erica Williams from Henderson Engineers and Frank Patakala. Uh, technically from from Diversified, but he's also the host of our IT Factor show. So welcome, both of you. Hello. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Uh, so Frank, let's start with you on this. Uh, not for nothing, but you're further away from me, and uh, Erica and I are just going to talk about the blues. So um, when we look at, at the, re the reason this is called 31 Flavors of AV over IP is because no, no tongue-in-cheek, you know, meant here, but there are darn near 31 flavors of of putting audio and video on the network. Um, and you look at companies like Just Out of Power, you look at SD, uh, SDVOE, you look at SVSI, you, look, you know, the, the, if, you, if you go, if, if there was a physical Infocom this past year, or if you happen to go to, to ISD in, in February, I'm going to say 75% of the companies there had some sort of, of solution. So when it comes to designing and looking at, at what, solutions you should consider you know what are some of the the the, the check boxes right that you need to go okay well if you need to do x then you need to go to this solution if you need to do y well then you go over here what are some of the considerations and some of the the things that customers are trying to get done that you consider to to maneuver or go down a certain technology road so talking from a design engineer's perspective uh, i think it's important that we look at this holistically uh, any client requirements, we got to look at the 10,000 view foot and then try to narrow down the process to something that makes sense to the customer. And unfortunately, we live in an AV world that's, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but there's literally no standards in terms of AV over IP. And I like the way we've called ourselves the 31 flavors. These are literally flavors. So what you do is you're, if you're cooking up something, it's up to you what kind of flavor you want and what combination of flavor you want. So uh, taking that 10,000 foot view, which includes not just listening to the client's specific requirements to a project, but expanding upon what's your network like, what's your company like, what's your corporate IT like, what's your in-house technical capabilities, what are you trying to do, what kind of standards are you trying to achieve? And going at it from a very high perspective and then drilling it down uh, comes to the most uh, appropriate design that you can give to the client. And at the end of the day, it may just turn out that they don't need that and they just need an HDMI cable that's you know extra long. So uh, AV over IP is awesome, but I'm also a believer that it's not for every uh, particular project out there. There are certainly projects that don't need them. So uh take a ten thousand foot view okay erica same kind of question is is you know and one of the things that, that frank mentioned is, is the network what kind of network do you have what kind of company is it so talk for a second about the need for not just integrators but also for it departments to start having conversations when you start going down the road of av over ip what are those conversations and what do you need to know both as an engineer but also as as the integrator uh what do you need to know about the client's network uh, well, there's a handful of things that you need to know for sure, but I think one of the most important things is who do you have on the ground to support it? 
um, you know, does the client have an IT team on in the office or, you know, of their own that if something does go wrong with the network, can they help troubleshooting? Because, you know, once you start getting into the AV over IP space, you know, if something isn't working properly, it's not necessarily because it's an AV related issue. It could be a network related issue. So making sure that those those people are included from the beginning and, and having those conversations. Uh, but then you have to take into consideration um, VLANs and firewalls and, and ports and diagrams and all that other stuff. Like there's a lot that goes into the networking side that that it's important, I, I believe, uh, from my experience to have somebody, you know, a dedicated team or person on the network side that can help the, the designers and integrators with that stuff. Frank, uh, Erica mentioned a lot of uh, IT scary words there. Uh, fire, <laughs> fi firewall and VLAN and ports and stuff like that. One of the questions that I have asked for a number of years, especially as, as AV over IP has become more prevalent, is where do we go as AV professionals to learn and, and, and somewhat, you know, um, somewhat tongue in cheek, but also be pretty serious here because there are some AV professionals who don't understand um, and, and still at this point, you know, they, they, they probably understand in theory what a firewall does, right? Uh, you tell them what a port is, yeah, in today's day and age, you know, most AV professionals worth their salt understand what that is. However, when, when you start having conversations with the IT department, they start talking about the different ports that are allowed to be open and which ones are not, right? What does that mean, right? And, and how, do we, how do we adjust the, the technology and the, the devices and make sure that we, we do, you know, open the right ports and make sure that they're closed? where we go as AV professionals to learn some of this stuff and, and to make sure that we are on the same page and we are speaking the same language as our IT uh, cohorts. So it's, uh, it's a good thing that I think we finally come to the conclusion, the AV industry, that this is not something that we can just look past. Uh, so I feel there's now a general realization that you do have to have some kind of IT chops. And to that effort, it's commendable that most manufacturers out there are doing a pretty decent job of promoting their own products and giving them, you know, the basic know-how of what a network is. And there's like these beginner level classes, almost every manufacturer that has uh, an over IP product out there, they kind of offer that. So that is a pretty good starting point. If you have no uh, IT background, whatever, the only thing that I would, uh, I would forbid my AV friends out there to do is do not rely on what a manufacturer says to set up a network. No issues with the manufacturer's product themselves, no worries at all. They're great products. They'll work perfectly on a network, but their knowledge and the time they can invest in you, helping you implement your project may be limited and that may literally lead to your downfall. So once you have that initial knowledge, go to the established places. I swear there's Udemy courses out there that's $9 a pop and you can get any type of course that you want to, you know, spend a couple months on it, you can learn it, you can get certifications. IT has a very established learning path for whatever you want to learn. There's no need for us to go ask anybody to say, hey, can you guys come up with a course for this? Not in IT, it's already there. You know, go to the Cisco's, the Microsoft's, the online resources, it can be free. Go to your local library, you know, uh, there's plenty of people like myself out there. This is all I do day and night. You come to me, I will be your, you know, your point person and telling you what you need to go to. It's, uh, there's lots of people like us. So use those resources, invest some time and get your IT skills up from an organization level, from an individual perspective. It's a big deal. I mean, knowing your IT can be the difference between a successful project and one of those projects that we talk about on AV happy hour. So, you know, it's like, uh, 
there's a there, it's a it's a fine line. Well, and, and I, Eric and I are both are chuckling at that. He's not wrong. Uh, I would also point out the fact that both of you are incredibly helpful uh, through social media. You will both have, have answered folks' questions as well. So, you know, you, you, they're both great resources. Um, Erica, as we kind of wrap up here, take a look, and, and we're going to be talking about the different types of, of AV over IP. I'm going to be joined by a couple of really great um, manufacturers and, and, and associations. Um, Valens is going to join us as well as, as Paul Harris from, from Aurora Multimedia. Uh, Aurora has a couple of different flavors to be frank about it. And that's what, that's one of the things that's interesting about, about Aurora is they even as a manufacturer haven't gone down one, you know, dedicated road, but take a look, Erica, if you would please. And, 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 you know, as we're, we're kind of talking about this, and, and, and yes, we're in the, in the era of a COVID and no, it's not going to last forever. But so let's say, you know, in six months or a year, as we're you know, putting in new systems, um, one of the things that are, is evolving is, is the next generation of resolutions. And that conversation is going to continue this conversation, to be quite frank about it, because, you know, as, as we push the envelope more, you know, right now, there, there are some technologies, some flavors that will say, we can handle 4K. Well, what happens to 8K? Right? What happens to, to the ones beyond that? Where do you kind of see this going as far as, as the technology? I mean, not necessarily, you know, the ones and zeros, but, you know, making sure that the infrastructure is in place, whether that's copper or that's fiber, right? And whether that's, you know, a heavy a heavy compression or it's it's not. Where do you see us kind of pushing the envelope when it comes to maintaining the resolution Um for AV over IP, let's say over the next three to four years? Um, that is a really interesting question. And from, you know, kind of the position that I'm in and from my perspective, I would say that it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to a money thing and trying to have those conversations with the clients that this is why this is necessary. And this is why we need to do it this way because you know, you're right. COVID's never going to go away. And we're, I think we're going to see an in, increase in, in stuff like digital signage and then the need to have a lot of video distribution that would make sense doing it over the network, it would make a lot more sense doing it over the network. But, you know, with the way that the economy is, it's going to be, people are going to try and cut corners and stuff like that. So we, I think that the, the people that are trying to sell that and design that are really going to have to be solid on their stance and, and making sure that they're promoting that. And then from that point, you know, do, do what's needed, not, you know, not because it's flashy and cool or anything like that. Like there's a lot of really awesome stuff that's coming up in the AV world, but take a more practical approach to it for sure. Um, and I think that that practicality is, is going to, to play a bigger factor in the, the experience part than, than what we previously like, oh, well, look at how awesome this display looks or something like that. Or the, you know, this is, this is definitely going to be at the forefront. You don't have to update this or replace this. I mean, with AV over IP, you're, you're pretty solid for a while. So, you know, with the practicality, I think will, will be an approach a lot of people take as well. All right. Very good. That'll be a good place to stop. Thank you both so much. Again, you can check the two of them out again with me uh, on the uh, 31 flavors of AV over IP December 10th at the AV Network Nation event, avnetworknation.com. Erica, thank you so much. Uh, how do people get a hold of you or Henderson? Uh, you can check Henderson out at hendersonengineers.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Erica Williams with the bright orange shirt. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter as well, haircutfw. All right, very cool. And also, Mr. Frank Patakala. Thank you, sir. How do we get a hold of you or Diversified? 
Uh, Diversified is www.diversifiedus.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Frank Patakala. You can find me on Twitter, uh, also Frank Patakala. Uh, I'm also the host of the IT Factor on AV Nation. Uh, so do check that out. Yes, absolutely. He is. You can check that out as well. Um, for us here at Aviation, you can go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Find programs like this as well as a host of others. But before you do that, please go by the uh, the the show of the the, the event website, uh, avnetworknation.com. You can sign up for this event as well as the entire day. The entire day, if you hang out with us, you get four point seven five. CTSRUs, uh, not just regular CTS, but also CTSI and CTSD. Uh, so that is actually kind of unique in this, the year that that was uh, virtual events, um, getting um, the ability to have almost five CTSRUs on all three different um, types of, of CTS, I think is kind of cool. So uh, all that and more at avnetworknation.com, avnetworknation.com. 